0: Welcome to the refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Barra. And I'm Kay Moynihan. It's Monday, September 19th, and we're updating the headlines all day, every weekday.
1: Here's the latest
0: Queen Elizabeth's funeral has been taking place in London. The ceremony began with her coffin being carried to Westminster Abbey, accompanied by bagpipers, as the Abbey's bell tolled 96 times. Inside the Abbey, around 2,000 guests, including the royal family, world leaders, and members of the armed forces, have heard hymns and readings, prayers of thanks for the Queen's life.
1: Here, where Queen Elizabeth was married and crowned, we gather from across the nation, from the Commonwealth, and from the nations of the world, to mourn our loss, to remember her long life of selfless service,
0: The service concluded with a two-minute silence. The Queen now journeys through London to Windsor Castle. There will be a private family service later, and the Queen will be buried alongside her husband, Prince Philip. Hurricane Fiona has made landfall on the eastern coast of the Dominican Republic this morning, after directly hitting Puerto Rico yesterday. Nearly 1.5 million households in Puerto Rico still have no power, and the National Guard has been deployed. Puerto Rico's governor says the storm blanketed the entire island. Now, Fiona is gaining strength as it moves along the coast of the DR. It's expected to grow to a category three hurricane over the next few days. As they say, huge if true.
2: The pandemic is over.
0: That was President Biden on CBS's 60 Minutes Sunday. He made the definitive sounding statement after Scott Pelley, interviewing the president at the Detroit Auto Show, asked about the pandemic. Biden elaborated.
2: If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape.
0: According to Politico, several White House health officials were surprised at the president's proclamation. Hundreds are still dying of the disease each day. The Virginia Department of Education has issued a bunch of new policies that roll back the rights of transgender students. Protections that were laid out just last year. The list is long and includes new rules like students can no longer use bathrooms that match their gender identity. They have to file legal documents if they want to use different pronouns. And teachers aren't required to address students in any way that would go against their personal beliefs. All of this comes from Governor Glenn Youngkin's administration. The Republican made culture war issues a centrepiece of last year's campaign. Las Vegas has its first major pro sports championship title, thanks to the Aces. They swept the Connecticut Sun last night in Game 4 to take the WNBA title. Forward, Aja Wilson. After the game,
2: we were resilient. We held each other accountable, and we just we just stuck it through. Man, we champs! We champs!
0: We champs! The city celebrates the Aces with a parade on the Strip Tuesday evening. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, Kerry Donohue left us an interview with Insider's Shauna lebowitz Gainer about what you can try to make your work experience better before you resort to quitting.
2: You've probably fantasized about quiet quitting or even rage quitting. Most people have, especially in this time of the Great Resignation. But insider Shauna leibowitz Gaynor says quitting isn't always the best solution. She's written a book all about the topic called Don't Call It Quits, Turn the Job You Have into the Job You Love. And she's here to chat with us about it. Shauna, who
1: did you write this book for? I wrote this book for ambitious, curious professionals who are feeling a little bit stuck in their careers and are not certain about the next step to take in their work lives. So Shauna, why isn't quitting the best solution? I think quitting can, in some cases, be a great solution or be the best solution. I think a lot of times it is not, as you said, the best solution because on a practical or superficial level, you may have constraints like, you know, you need to pay your family's bills, you need to pay your student loans, you need this prestigious job on your resume in order to take your career where you want it to go, and then on a more abstract or almost existential level, I think that if you wait before you quit, you give yourself time to try to shape your role into something better by talking to your manager or shifting some projects around in your own workday and reminding yourself that you have a lot of agency to exercise and a lot of discretion over your own work experience.
2: If you have somebody who really does want to quit their job, someone uh, who is looking down the road and maybe says, I can last another six months here, or I think in another year I've gotten everything I can out of this job and I will need to quit it. What are some recommendations for people to make the most of that time that they're going to stay and how to keep that timeline in front of them rather than maybe getting suckered into staying at a place just because they've managed to make it work?
1: It's so easy to feel like, well, you know, I I can't do this and I can't do that, so I'm stuck and I'm going to be miserable forever. So try not to do that. But I do think what is important is not to feel stuck or to try to help yourself not feel stuck. So you know, maybe your parents always told you, you know, you better not quit a stable, well-paying job unless you have a another stable, well-paying job lined up. So yes, I really think it, it can be beneficial to identify one or two, but really one professional skill you would like to work on developing in the time frame you've set out for yourself. And this ideally would be a skill that your current job can help you develop. And it should be a skill that can help you get your, your next job, your dream job. Uh, even if the skill you want to develop is being better at pitching because the next thing you want to pursue is entrepreneurship, then Maybe it can be as simple as practicing pitching things to your boss or, or to your team, to your clients on a more regular basis.
2: I had an old boss who I really valued a lot, and he told me at one point he really liked about 60% of his job, and that he thought that was pretty good. And I've held on to that as sort of a sense that maybe when I am sometimes have unrealistic expectations about what enjoying a job should be but i just wonder sometimes at this moment of trying to reimagine our relationship to work after the pandemic is there a way to kind of better embrace the stuff that just always is going to be tricky about work
1: i really like what your former boss said that for him at that time 60% of his job was great and and that satisfied him and i do think s- some of it is just reminding yourself every day when you're you know answering annoying emails or or sitting through a boring meeting that there will always, always be tedious or frustrating parts of your workday. And I think in terms of a broader or more comprehensive strategy to sort of look at your workday more holistically, if you can think about the purpose of the activities or job tasks that are less enjoyable or meaningful to you? Um, like, why did my manager ask me to do this particular assignment? Why Why did management hold this meeting? And how do they think that me doing this task or me being in this meeting is contributing to the outcomes and the goals that they want? And when you think about it this way, maybe you're still a little bit frustrated, but at least like you get a sense of, A, th- there is a reason why we're here, hopefully. And B, like, they ask me here because they think I can do a good job at it and, and I have value to add here. Has writing this book made you happier at work? That's a great question. Short answer, yes. Yes, it has. I think it writing this book has helped clarify for me that I really enjoy writing for, I suppose you could call them rank and file workers or individual contributors or just regular people who have jobs and are ambitious in their careers. I get a real thrill out of being able to help the rest of us sort of shape our careers and our work days into something so much better.
2: Shauna, thanks so much for chatting with me today. Thank you so much for having me. Shauna leibowitz Gaynor is the author of Don't Call It Quits, Turn the Job You Have into the Job You Love, and she writes about careers and workplace culture for Insider.
0: Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Kea Moynihan. Talk to you soon.